0: Welcome back to Bougie Best Friend Podcast. I wanted to ask you something. Uh, do you sing along on, on this intro music whenever you're listening? Because I do. Every time I'm editing, I'm like, na, 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 na. Oh, yeah, this is horrible. Okay, I'm just not going to... Actually, you know, what's funny. I used to think that I can sing. I kind of can sing a little bit, but... This was definitely not um, worthy of uh, any Grammys. Anyway, welcome back to Bougie Best Friend Podcast. I have no idea where this rambling came from, but today I have a really fun episode. This is my first repeat guest on Bougie Best Friend. His name is Jake Maddock, and he's a dating coach from Australia. You guys absolutely loved his episode. It was one of my most shared episodes from 2022. So I was like, uh, obviously, I have to have him on in 2023. So here we are. Speaking of 2023, I hope you are working on setting up your year. I hope you're working on your vision boards. In case you didn't, check out my episode about vision boards and how to set yourself up for success in the new year. Okay, I think that's all for my little intro. Actually, let me just read a little review. I love reading your reviews, guys. So please, if you have not done so yet, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and click Follow Show and subscribe it helps the show so much it helps more than you can it really helps so just please do me that tiny favor click follow subscribe and leave a rating and review five star rating if you don't mind okay i'm gonna read this uh review from sophia it's a short and sweet review she said it's this podcast is so inspiring and promotes female empowerment she's a great interviewer and speaker i highly recommend following her thank you my darling sophia and she left Four little cute hearts. Oh, I love that. Okay. Uh, I think that's it for my intro. This episode was literally like a crash course on dating and relationships. I was just asking him question after question after question, and he's so interesting to follow. So I highly suggest you guys follow him on Instagram, TikTok. Jake is awesome. And yeah, without further ado, let's now hear from Jake. Jake, welcome again to Bougie Best Friend Podcast. Thanks for having me,
1: buddy. One of my favorite mm-hmm. podcasts. I love
0: it. You're my first repeat guest. How about that? What? You never uh-huh. had a repeat
1: guest before?
0: No, not not so far. Not I mean not until now, because I was like I I just loved your episode and people were really sharing all the guide tips and tricks that we talked about. So for those who are new to my podcast, Jake already Jake was a guest on my podcast, I'm not sure, a few months ago. I'm going to link that episode in the show notes. And in that episode, we talked about finding a high-value relationship and keeping a high-value relationship. And mostly, it was from a female perspective. So in this episode, I want to kind of talk about men and what do men want? Because all the content and all the tips, all the questions I get is from women. Here and there, I have some guys that are asking me questions, but I was always wondering, like, you know, I know the questions girls are usually complaining about, but what are guys complaining about? So from, from the very beginning, when it comes to, let's say, going on dates and scheduling dates and dating apps, what, what would you say men usually complain about?
1: I think it's just, uh, a lot of men do complain to me about certain things, but it's really just a lack of knowledge that they have within themselves, a lack of knowledge or a lack of courage, Okay, mm-hmm. so it's either one of those two things. So, being a guy is very easy, and dating for a guy is very easy. It's not hard at all. You just have to have a little bit of courage and know what you're doing. So, girls want to go on dates. So, if you're a guy listening to this, super simple. You meet a girl on online dating. You think she's pretty good looking. Talk for a little bit, build a little bit of rapport, then say, "Hey, look, I love talking to you. Can I take you on a date this Friday?" Something simple. Doesn't have to be totally crazy. Just something simple. And then you go and pick her up and take her on a nice date. do a high-value date properly, put in some decent effort, be a gentleman, Have be a good conversationalist, do a, do a normal date. A lot of guys overthink it or they don't know how to ask a girl on a date or they trying to play it cool. Guy, guys overcomplicate it. Just do it, like I said, and you'll be successful. Super easy.
0: Would you say it's mostly because of their insecurities or because they're maybe intimidated by women or what would you say?
1: I don't think it's intimidated by women. I don't think guys are intimidated by women. I think they just have a lack of confidence within themselves. They think, I'm not sure if she likes me. I'm not feeling very good with who I am. I don't know if I'm very attractive and they just overthink it. And they let their fears and insecurities run out of control. And it's just, just, they need to work on that mindset.
0: And you've been in the dating space for a really long time. Can we talk about that a little bit more? When did you start with your coaching and all of that?
1: Um, I've probably been doing this about five years or so. And, oh, man, I've coached thousands and thousands of people in the last five years. And uh, each year, just we're coaching so many people, it's crazy.
0: And what would you say is like a repeat theme that is kind of a never ending question for me for example and i have my bobo coco do's, with people ask me questions it's always about guys paying on dates and for me whenever i get that question i just laugh because i answered that same question so many times but what is your repeat question
1: yeah so that's a good one also we get a lot of questions about intimacy when to do it can you do it on the first date? is that allowed do we have to wait all that sort of stuff another question we get as well is about masculine and feminine energy and how that works or um there's a lot of oh, also another question which i get a lot is uh should i get back with my ex oh man <laughs> get that one all the time
0: <laughs> tell me tell me about that obviously i can see you shaking your head so <laughs> this how is many this going that
1: have such low standards that they're like, oh, maybe I should get back with my ex, you know, or he was pretty good. So maybe I should give him another chance or he cheated on me. So it was a mistake, but maybe I should forgive him and give him another chance. Crazy, craziness. You you shouldn't get back with your ex.
0: When would you ever say that you should go back with your ex? Is there any I, i'm I'm with you I don't think you should ever go back with your ex because I think that when you're in a relationship you obviously have problems and you were obviously trying to solve those problems throughout the relationship and you just didn't you just didn't it just didn't work out so now you're broken up and then a few months in you're like oh you get lonely and then you see what else is out there let's say quote unquote but you see that maybe that person you had that special connection but and then maybe you're gonna go meet up with your ex and you're going to feel all this, you know, you're going to feel safe. You're going to feel comfortable. It's going to seem familiar. And then you might, you know, go back with them and the same problems start happening. Would you say there's any scenario where you should go back with your ex?
1: Short answer. No. Um, If you're like 90 years old, (laughs) <laughs> and you're really, really old and you want to go back with your ex, do what you want. <laughs> but other than that, no, don't get back with your ex. Don't get back with your ex. Live your life. I think a relationship should be kind of like a light switch. It's either 100% on or it's 100% off. And once it's off, it's off forever. No exceptions. Don't get back together. Don't try to work on it. If they're your ideal partner, it never would have ended in the first place.
0: Can you talk about uh, the ideal partner? I, see, I, I saw a bunch of your videos recently about finding that ideal partner and a video i really liked there was somebody who asked you um they met somebody and it was around christmas time and they didn't text them around christmas because the girl thought oh maybe he was just busy with his family and all that but let's can you please dive into that video
1: yes great video so a big mistake a lot of girls make all the time is they make excuses for bad behavior. They make excuses for low value guys and all this sort of stuff. Oh, it's, He's hanging out with his family. So maybe he doesn't, he's too busy to message me. I simply said, well, would you message him if it was flipped? She said, yeah, of course. When you meet someone and you really like that person, you'll go out of your way to find the time to message them. And how long does it take to send a message anyway? 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's a big, arduous, hard thing to do. So you got to remember, if he wanted to, he would, okay? Don't make excuses for low value, bad behavior, okay? you got to have those high standards, okay? If a guy likes you, he'll have integrity and his words and his actions will match and he'll put in a little bit of effort and he'll want to do it. He won't see it as effort. He'll want to talk to you.
0: Narcissistic behavior in relationship, is that something that you talk about? Is that something that you think is very common nowadays because narcissistic behavior, Everybody is a narcissist all of a sudden, you know, everybody's just talking about narcissism. What is your opinion on that?
1: It's definitely an overused word. I got so sick of that word last year. If someone asked me a question <laughs> with the word narcissist in it, I wouldn't even answer it. I got <laughs> so sick of hearing it. Um, look, 10 years ago, no one even used the word narcissist or narcissism. We just called them assholes. We just said, oh, mm-hmm. that guy's being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Anyone watching this, stop using the word narcissist, okay? Every single person thinks their ex is a narcissist. Maybe they just don't like you, okay? Mm -hmm. If someone doesn't like you and they're mean to you, it doesn't make them a narcissist. Maybe they just don't like you. Maybe you're not very likable. Maybe they're an asshole. Who cares? Just call them an asshole. It sounds better, okay? Because using the word narcissist, then you're trying to diagnose people with real problems. They may just be an asshole, which is okay. That's fine. Not everyone needs to be nice to you.
0: And what if somebody actually is in a, a mentally, verbally abusive relationship and that someone crushed them, crushed their self-esteem, destroyed their identity? I mean, I, I have those scenarios a lot. They come to me a lot and they're kind of, girls are scared to They just don't know how to start dating again. They don't know how to get out in the world. They, I mean, their self-esteem is ruined. What would you say to those people?
1: Yeah. If you're not doing well within yourself, it's going to be very hard to find a 10 out of 10. So what we need to do, what I do with everyone who comes to me is I help them become a 10 out of 10 within themselves first. So we work on the self-esteem, the confidence, the self-worth, get rid of the fears, insecurities, the sabotaging, the overthinking. And there's a whole bunch of things we do to do that. So affirmations, the words you say to yourself are really important, but also a really big one, which a lot of people overlook is hobbies. Okay. Mm -hmm. Doing just random hobbies going out there like martial arts or, um, Toastmasters or boxing or whatever you're doing, some sort of hobbies. It gets you out in the community, doing things, talking to people who you wouldn't really talk to usually, and it gets you out of your comfort zone and out of your shell and you're part of the community. That's really good for your confidence. and gets you used to being part of the world again. And then also you've got to rem- remind yourself your identity is your responsibility. Your self-worth and your self-esteem is up to you, what you want it to be. So... Get yourself to the point where no one can crush your identity. No one can crush your self-esteem. It's up to you what you want your identity to look like and you what your self-esteem is and give yourself that reassurance. So it's a lot of self-talk, a lot of positive self-talk and also that self-care by doing active things, by doing something, taking some action.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And that I post a lot of content. I, I interview a lot of entrepreneurs, people who are self-made and people who just made their life out of nothing, and they inspired me on so many levels. And I always want to share their stories because when you are so, when you get shit done on your own, nobody can really take that away from you. And when you have somebody who maybe is insulting you or calling you names in a relationship, obviously you should walk away. But that shouldn't like define who you are. And what would you? When I just mentioned this, uh, somebody calling you names and in when people fight. What is your opinion on people using those bad words? Let's say you're stupid, you are. I personally, when I fight with my boyfriend, we never insult each other in that way. We are trying to be very healthy with our fights. And I think that this is my first healthy relationship in my life, to be very honest. So when somebody is fighting with their partner and they say those nasty, horrible things, and then when they get, you know, when they make up, they're like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean that. But. You know, it's, yeah. Tell me what do you think about those type of fights?
1: Yeah, completely inappropriate. So one of the things I say is you never want to argue ever with anybody. You can have a disagreement, but then Mm -hmm. an argument is the elevated disagreement full of aggression and disrespect, which aggression and disrespect don't really have a place in relationships. So the second someone calls you something insulting, set a boundary immediately. And if they overset the boundary again, the relationship's over. Ended immediately. Have that standard within yourself, but also have the standard within yourself that you're never going to argue with anybody ever. So the second someone starts to argue with you and they're starting to get aggressive, we go no, I, I don't argue. That's not a thing. We can sit down. How it. do, we can how have do a you talk get
0: that it. self-control?
1: Yeah, it's it's a boundary that you got to set within yourself, okay? Because if you're not arguing with someone, they can't argue with you. It takes two to argue. So you can set this boundary in that and it's part of the building the foundation of the relationship very early on in the first few months. Okay. An argument will probably come up and you just go, no, 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 I, I never argue. We can talk about it. We can have a proper conversation, but no, we don't argue. And you just set that boundary from the start and they go, oh, okay. And it just builds the foundation of the relationship the right way. Okay because there's no room in relationships for aggression or disrespect. You can sit down and talk about things. And the one thing, Goku, which is really important, which I teach is the triangle method we have. So the triangle method is the relationships at the top and then you and your partner are on the corners, okay? Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is you don't do what's best for you. You don't do what's best for him. You do what's best for the relationship. (laughs) So if you're going into a situation or you're arguing about, how to stack the dishwasher or whatever the case is, you want to do what's best for the relationship, not what's best for you, not what's best for him. So when you go into a conversation and you're arguing about something, go, okay, what's best for my relationship in this moment? And if he's doing the same, then the relationship's going to be really healthy and it's going to be on the right track. If you go, no, I want to be right and he's got to be wrong and you're forgetting about the relationship, that's when things get a bit messy.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think we kind of touched on that in, in our first conversation. Yeah, I remember this doing what's best for the relationship. So let's say if somebody is in a relationship and their boyfriend wants to go on a boys' trip somewhere, and the girl is maybe you know a little insecure. she doesn't really want him to go because all of these guys are single, but at the same time, like he has the right to go travel with his friends. What would you say to that kind of situation?
1: yeah so there's certain things which are very conducive to achieving a 10 out of 10 and and a lot of things which hinder achieving a 10 out of 10. boys nights girls nights boys trips girls trips all these sort of things they hinder achieving a 10 out of 10. and look a lot of a lot of guys say ah boys trips aren't so bad and a lot of girls say well he has the right to go on a boys trip girls if you went on the boys trip or you were a fly on the wall watching what happens you would not want him to go. Okay, <laughs> they get out of control. They're absolutely crazy, and a lot of crazy shit happens. So, yeah, no, don't boys trips, boys holidays, boys nights. It's a pretty bad idea for your relationship. Okay, unless you're with a very unique guy, which has the uh, the utmost of integrity, which is pretty rare anyway. So, a blanket statement. No, no boys trips, no boys holidays, boys nights, girls nights. It's all bad. If you want to do something fun, go with your partner. If you want to go out clubbing, do it with your partner. If you want to go on holidays, do it with your partner. Be a couple. Don't act single while you're in a relationship.
0: Okay, interesting. I don't fully agree with that, but let's continue. So how do you maintain your identity if you're doing everything with your partner?
1: So there's only so much time you can spend with your partner anyway, because you still got to go to work. You still do your hobbies. There's, no couple has ever broken up because they spend too much time together, ever. So a relationship only dissolves when they don't spend enough time together, okay, or when they do spend time together, they're arguing heaps and it's just really unpleasant anyway. If a couple spends heaps of time together, they're going to build compatibility and build attraction. So it's, it's really good. Okay. So your, your own identity is you can set it yourself. Okay. So a 10 out of 10 relationship automatically, it's going to be the masculine and feminine energy the right way. Okay. So it's going to help that with that identity as well, but you can also actively and intentionally decide what you want your identity to be. Most people don't intentionally choose their identity. Most people let the world or their family or parents or whatever, choose their identity for you. But Everyone listening, actively think about what you want your identity to be. So a good exercise I do with people, I go, okay, how would you want to describe yourself? So write down, how do I want to describe myself? And then write down what a perfect you looks like. How would your ideal you be? How do you want to describe yourself? And it becomes kind of like a goal list or an affirmation, if you will, on all the points. Okay, I want to be strong. I want to be enthusiastic and just write down all the things that you want to be. And you can slowly become that identity.
0: There's something very interesting that you said that those uh, that sometimes your identity is defined by your friends, your family, your siblings. I think those are the type of people who life happens to them, so they they're not in control of their life. You know, they they're just letting everything happen to them, and I feel like that's just I would say they may be a little bit passive. Maybe they're scared to kind of take control of their life because they're at the same time, afraid to be responsible for their own lives. So it's easier to blame your parents. It's easier to blame everybody. It's easier to blame your boss for your horrible job instead of, you know, finding a new job. So what would you say to those people who are just have a completely low self esteem? And then I know that we already talked about this before, but I get this over and over again. Girls are just kind of scared to stand up for themselves and maybe there's something to do with masculine and feminine energy. I don't know when women are just like afraid to speak up.
1: Yeah, it can be very difficult. Definitely. Um, a lot of people have trouble with this. One of the best skills I think females can really learn and really master is how to choose the right people. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to do everything in life yourself. Human beings were meant to be around other humans and stuff like this. No one's supposed to be completely independent. We're relying on other people every day. So the best thing you can do is choose who's in your life very carefully. If you're really good at choosing who's in your life, your life's going to be really good. And you're going to automatically be with a man who wants to protect you and wants to stand up for you and Mm -hmm. look after you and all that sort of stuff. So it's going to be way, way better. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're really good at actively choosing the right people, your life's going to be really good. But at the same time, there are a lot of people in the world who sort of just live life, don't they? They don't intentionally or actively do anything. And then you have people like us, and lots of other people who are business owners, entrepreneurs, people who are influencers, all these sort of people. And they are doing what they want to do, right? They intentionally mm-hmm. life, they, they live life. Life doesn't happen to them, yeah? And a good way to do that is just by making content. If you make content, you're, going, you're making something and then you're putting it out in the world. So you're actively mm-hmm. doing something instead of then you have the other people who don't make any content and just consume content. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it's a great, great thing to do right there. Make content. So you're actually making something, putting it out. So you're showing I'm doing something and I have control and I'm living life. I'm doing something with it instead of just constantly absorbing. You're pushing out instead.
0: When we say living life with intention, I think that that's another overused term, but people don't really know what it means. So for me, that means that every so I have this ideal version of myself, my dream life, my goals. I know who I want to be. And everything I do, I'm thinking, okay, is this gonna bring me one step forward to that life or one step backwards? So, you know, for New Year's and Christmas and all these holidays, there was a lot of people in Miami and a lot of people wanted to hang out and a lot of people wanted to do all these, you know, fun things. And I was just like, I, I was so busy because December is usually pretty busy for brands and partnerships. And I was doing a lot of campaigns and people were getting mad. I mean, not mad for real, but they were getting a little offended. Like, yo, I'm here and you don't want to hang out. I'm like, wait, well, th- this is my priority. My priority right now is to build me and my life so I can, you know, enjoy the fruits of that later on because I, I want to be in control of my life and my time. What would you say to those girls who may be... I don't know they just don't don't really know what they want to do in their career but at the same time they want a guy who is maybe completely you know sorted so like you're you're just this girl living life in la la land but you want a guy who is you know a ceo you want a guy who is doing all of these amazing things and I usually say well you can't really demand all of these qualities from someone if you are not really Like you're just, why would somebody like that look at somebody who doesn't really do anything in their life? What do you think about that?
1: Yeah. So definitely you want to become what you want to attract. Definitely. That's very true. Um, complete opposites don't really match that well. And there's a lack of compatibility, but if you're not really sure what you want to do, You've got to write down all your goals, obviously. So people are great at writing goals. So write down all your goals. Make sure they're measurable. Make sure there's really really clear and measurable goals. Put times on it so you can actively work towards something in every single area of your life really thoroughly. But then also on that, you want to figure out what your values are. So society has a way of pushing on us. Okay, you know, you're a 20-year-old girl. Okay, what what's your goals? Well, I want to, you know... Finish this, edu- finish this degree, I want to work at this place, I want, to, I want to work on this, I want to get this investment property, i got to do this, i got to do this, and they have all these goals, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got to really think, okay, is that really your goals? Is that really what you want, okay? Or would you rather, be, would you rather have a baby and get married? Is that, is that more important to you, okay? Mm-hmm. So you can see everyone, a lot of women these days are prioritizing their career instead of family, which is fine mm-hmm. if that's what you really want. You really got to think about, is that what you actually want? Or is that society telling you, forget about babies and marriage, concentrate on career, okay? If you really want to have babies and marriage, make it a goal, okay? But you got to really look into your values and what you actually want, okay? What you actually want and actually have a think about it because it's totally up to you how you want to live your life, okay? So you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. You can have a think about really what you want,
0: What about those women who are maybe, you know, thirty or over thirty and there's this biological clock that everybody's talking about, but they don't have an ideal partner. Maybe they wanna have a career, but they also wanna have a child, but they don't wanna they're just kind of confused because they wanted at this they want both, right? So how 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 to how to balance both of that?
1: You can definitely balance both of it. So you can work and have babies and get married and all that sort of stuff. But if you want to find your ideal partner, we've got to put in the work. So, Kirk, I've coached thousands of people, right? And statistically, most people in my course achieve a ten out of ten with their ideal partner in about three or four months. If they come to me single, they find their ideal partner and they in a ten out of ten by about three or four month mark. Now, most people in my course, they the quickest person to find a ten out of ten went on about four first dates. And the longest has been 31 first dates. So statistically in my course, if you go on between four and 31 first dates, you're going to meet your ideal partner. If you do high value proper dates, as well as working on yourself at the same time, which is what we do. So if you're 35 and you want to have, you want to get married and have kids, you can do it, but you got to go on between four and 31 first dates. Okay. If you go on 31st high value dates with 30 different guys, You're going to learn a lot of stuff. You're going to learn a lot about yourself. You're going to learn about what you want and what you don't want. And you're going to really get really good at dating. You're going to be charismatic. You'll be a good conversationalist. And you're going to be really – there's going to be no nerves with dating either. It's going to become a smooth process. So you've got to to go on the dates. It's like uh, like if you want to become really good at push-ups. You can read about it all day and study everything about it. But at the end of the day, you've got to do some push-ups, okay? It's the same with dating. You want to get good at dating and find your ideal partner, Start going on a lot of dates, one high value date every week. And within six months, you'll find your ideal partner.
0: When you say that somebody wants to become good at dating, what does that mean?
1: It means charismatic and energetic and having a good energy. There's nothing worse than you go on a first date with someone and they're sitting there really nervous and their menu's over their face and they don't want to really chat or they're sort of hiding in their phone and they're cold and withdrawn because they're nervous and embarrassed. That's a bad date. It's, you're going to have a terrible time. So you got to come across with that good energy that you really want to be there. You're making them feel good about themselves. You're creating a good conversation. You're being affectionate. You're touching each other. And you're really feeling that energy back and forth, creating the chemistry and the compatibility. That's becoming good at dating, making them feel really good and creating that good rapport with someone really quickly.
0: What if, I feel like this is 21 questions. I'm just like asking a question after question. What if you are on a date with somebody and the date is just so bad? What do you do?
1: So if it's really, really bad and you pretty much hate the person, like it's just absolutely (laughs) atrocious, you can get up halfway through and go, I'm out and just walk off, okay? That's totally fine if you wanna do that. You can be polite and just keep walking through it, okay? And then the next day, just send him a text saying, thanks for the great day, I'm not gonna pursue it any further, good luck, and that's it. Or you can block and ghost him, I don't care. Um, All those options are fine, what I would suggest is not wasting time. Okay. So don't go out with him a second time. Don't be friends. Don't be friends on Facebook, delete him from your heart and soul, social media everywhere. Okay. If he's not the one, he's not the one get rid of the dead wood, move forward.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And I also always say when women go into these dates and they have all these high expectations, you you don't, don't enter a date thinking you're going to meet the love of your life. As you said, you need to learn about yourself. On dates, you're going to learn so much about yourself. And even if this guy is not your ideal partner, maybe he can be a business partner at some point. I don't know. Maybe you guys work in a similar industry. Maybe he can connect you with his friend. You know, if he's a normal person, maybe you guys, I don't know. Maybe you can just learn something about him as a person. You can learn something about, I don't know. He can teach you something in those year and a half that you're on a date. So don't have all these crazy high expectations entering a date because when we have you know, crazy expectations, we're gonna get disappointed. Something that I recently also saw on your page is when somebody meets their ideal partner, sometimes it feels too good to be true. So can you, can you please share more about that?
1: It definitely does. So a lot of people never achieve a 10 out of 10 and they have all these shit relationships for years. And then when they do meet their ideal partner, it's so perfect and you get along so well and the chemistry and the compatibility, and there's magic in the air. It feels like a Disney movie and you think, oh, is this real? Is this too good to be true? That's how it's supposed to feel. That's how it's supposed mm-hmm. to feel. It should feel so incredibly perfect like a Disney movie that it feels unreal. Okay, mm-hmm. that's, a good, that's, a good, that's a good sign that it's, you're on the right track. Okay, And then it's just your job not to wreck it. It's your job not to self-sabotage and it's your job to build that attraction so it stays at a 10 out of 10 forever.
0: What about when couples go through a rough patch? When is it worth saving? Because we all, you know, life is not easy. Things happen. People, like problems happen. You know, it's it's life. So when is it worth saving the relationship? And when is it worth just walking away?
1: So it's about whether you think that person's your ideal partner or not. So if you think they're your ideal partner, save it. Okay. If you think to yourself, I don't think this person's really my ideal partner, end it. Simple as that. you got to sort of listen to your gut. It can be pretty tricky. And if you're in the sort of transitional phase and you're not 100% sure, you can ask yourself a few questions. So you can ask yourself, is this something my ideal partner would say? Is this something my ideal partner would do? And you keep asking yourself those sort of questions, and it should lead you to
0: a pretty good answer. There's something I recently saw somewhere, and it went something like if you're dating this person, and imagine you get married and you have a kid, and in, in, imagine that that child takes all the characteristics of your partner. is that the child you would want to have in your life? I found it one. so interesting, yeah, it was, I great. never really it's so it's so simple, but it's not really obvious because you know we obviously at the end of the we, later on in life I, I I just realized that i'm so much more similar to my parents than I ever really thought I would be, so I mean you are gonna the person you're with you're going to carry their, if you have a kid, you're going to have that gene around you your entire life. So you have to be so careful when it comes to, you know, having kids with someone. And what would you say when you are in a relationship, marriage, maybe, you have a kid, but you just see it's not working out at all. Get a divorce, try to work it out for the children. What is your opinion on that?
1: I think everyone should try to learn a lot of the things I teach somewhat become a master of relationships. So you know what to do. Okay. A lot of people have absolutely no idea about relationships at all. I didn't used to know anything about relationships. If you don't know anything about relationships, the chance of success is very slim. Okay. So you got to learn how to build attraction, embrace masculine, feminine energy, the courtship process, affection, intimacy, effective communication. You got to learn these skills because regardless of who you're with, You're going to need to use the skills. If you don't know how to use the skills, the chance of success is very slim. Okay. So, even if the person you're with is average, you still should learn the skills. Okay. Because it's going to make success way higher.
0: It's like wanting to be financially independent and never reading a book about money. (laughs) You need to learn how to manage it. Yeah. What if, let's say, you're dating somebody and you fall madly in love? But they uh, maybe their religion is different than yours. And maybe you both really care about your religion, what to do in those situations.
1: Yeah, so I've helped people in this situation before. Um, I've helped people achieve a 10 out of 10. And the man is Islamic and the woman was Christian. Um, and they made it work simply by mm-hmm. practicing their religion separately okay, mm-hmm. and not letting it negatively affect the relationship. So two people in a relationship, right? The only thing which affects this relationship are things that you allow to affect it. So a lot of people let um, you know, mother-in-law's affected or family members or stepchildren, they let things affect this relationship. The only thing which affects this relationship are things that you allow to affect the relationship. So religion doesn't need to negatively affect your relationship, okay? It, you can practice religion separately. Or you can mm-hmm. share the same religion, or whatever the case may be. But the things I teach kind of aren't in line with religion anyway. They're not. They're not part of it. Okay. It's 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 deeper than that anyway. So you can practice it separately. Okay. Or you can bring it into it, but don't let things outside the relationship negatively affect it. Yeah.
0: As you were saying this, I was just thinking about this Meghan and Harry documentary. Have you seen it by any chance?
1: I've seen little bits and pieces. Yeah.
0: So for anybody who is sleeping under a rock and doesn't know what I'm talking about, basically, we all know Harry was a prince, right? And he fell in love with Meghan Markle and he left his entire family basically because of her. How do you... And then some girls can't even get a text back. Um, <laughs> how, what? I, I didn't finish the whole thing, but I will absolutely finish because I just found it so fascinating that... I don't know. Like, what? What do you think about that entire situation with them?
1: It's very interesting. Um, I don't think I don't think the prince really wanted to leave his whole family, but I think he felt just for such a prolonged period of time that they were treating him and his wife like shit. So he just goes, yeah. you know what? After a, a few years of being treated like this, go fuck yourself. I'm out of here. Which I get it for sure.
0: Yeah,
1: his yes. uh, his family. I think they did do a shit job, and they should have. They should have stood up you know if i was if I was the prince 's dad or whatever I'd stand up and say you know you got you guys are being shit, and you paparazzi are being shit, and you guys need to respect us and stand up for the prince but no one mm-hmm. no one did anything
0: so well, let 's say if you 're in a relationship with someone and you guys are great, you really get along perfectly, but your families are just not. Maybe they're not supporting the relationship. Maybe your family's crazy on its own way. What do you do?
1: I protect my relationship with my life. Okay. So, with me and my wife, everything outside this relationship is no concern (laughs) of mine. If anyone had the audacity to come up to me saying they didn't like my relationship, it would be a very interesting aggressive conversation and I don't think many people would have the gall to come up to me and say they had a problem in my relationship or my wife. It would go very bad, very, very quickly. I'm extremely protective. Okay. And if you have that sort of energy, no one's going to have a problem with you. And if they do have a problem, they're going to keep their fucking mouth shut. And if someone does (laughs) come up to you with a problem and they say, look, I don't really like the way your wife's talking to me or I don't like your relationship or whatever, I would just turn around and say, Oh, okay. I don't remember asking your fucking opinion. Okay. I've been pretty aggressive pretty quickly and they get the idea.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is a perfect example of a masculine energy and somebody who wants to be the protector of the family. And you know, your, your goal is to keep your wife and your child safe. What about for those women who are in a relationship with a guy and, and they love him, everything is great, but they don't feel that masculine protection.
1: So a lot of guys have trouble stepping their masculine energy just because I don't know how, so if you're a woman watching this, what I want you to do is I want you to practice pushing him to his masculine energy. So the way you do this is you want him to be – so the traits of masculinity, firstly, are leadership, uh, leadership, ambition, decisiveness, and protection. So one of the first things to start with is decisiveness. Push him to start making decisions, even little decisions like what to have for dinner. Okay? You guys want to have for dinner? He might say, hey, honey, what do you want to have for dinner? And go, 100% your choice. I want you to choose. Okay? And you go back and forth, back and forth. Whatever you do, don't choose. He's got to choose, okay? He's got to get used to making decisions. So keep pushing him to make decisions. But then also, once he makes the decision, nurture that behavior you want to see. Praise him for making the decision. Really go over the top. That's brilliant. That's a really smart decision. To make him feel good about it, a lot of guys step out of being decisive and can't make a decision because if they, when they have made a decision in the past, they're so heavily criticized that they can't make a decision and they lose all confidence within themselves. So as a female, you've got to step in that feminine energy and be nurturing, caring, supportive, and joyous, right? The first trait, nurturing the behavior you want to see. If you see the behavior you want to see, heavily nurture it, and a guy's subconscious conscious will go, I need to do more of that. And that's how, as a woman, you make a man extremely masculine, okay, and make him to be really, really successful in every sense, just with your feminine energy. It's crazy powerful,
0: Talk to me about feminine energy. How can women step into their feminine?
1: Yeah. So the feminine energy traits, nurturing, caring, supportive, and joyous. Nurture the behavior you want to see. Deeply care about things. Supporting someone. Supporting someone is so good. So basically what you're doing that feminine energy, you're supporting them to help them achieve their goals. Okay? And then joyous, have a positive energy like you. You're fairly positive, right? You're a joyous energy. Mm-hmm. We all see the women who walk around with a scowl on their face. They look angry. They are uh, Debbie Downers, right? Not very attractive. No one likes them. No one wants to be around them. They communicate in a negative way. They're naggy. They're bitchy. It's gross, right? you got to really try to communicate out of that feminine energy because then people are going to like you more and people are going to want to listen more as well. If you're nagging and you're negative towards a guy and you're not communicating any of your feminine energy, he's not going to listen or he may only listen 50% of the time and he's not going to want to do what you say, okay? If you want to be heard and you want a guy to – you want a guy to do certain things. you got to create the desire with feminine energy, okay? So great way to family communicate, use physical touch. A lot of women do not use enough physical touch. When you're talking to a guy, if you're physically touching him, the chance of you being heard goes up dramatically. So physically touch him while you're talking, okay, and then nurture the behavior you want to see. So say it in a flirty way or a really positive way, and it'll be heard much more. The, the chance of success goes up dramatically, yeah
0: guys react so well to physical touch and just support them in some kind of way as you just said like as you were saying this i was like yeah that's that's, that's very true but also i want to talk to you about intimacy i heard something recently that um, the same way we have different love languages We probably have different sexual languages. So maybe sometimes you're having sex with someone and you just completely don't like anything that's going on, but they think it's going great because they're kind of pushing on their way of making love, let's (laughs) be. Okay, teach me, please.
1: (laughs) So there was a woman, there's a woman called Miss Jaya. She made the erotic blueprint like, I don't know, 10 years ago or 20 years ago or something. It's the same as love languages, but there is five different erotic blueprints, okay? It's a sensual, sexual um kinky uh shapeshifter energetic okay and basically it's like love languages and it tells you what you like and what you don't like so i'm 50 percent sensual okay so what that means which i was confused about it for years until i heard miss J on tony robbins podcast like five years ago um i was always confused why if the emotion was really good then i'd be more turned on right So doing things like slow dancing with my wife or listening to music while we slow dance or having a good, that romantic energy put me really in the mood. And that's the same reason why I could never do makeup sex. If I felt like the emotion wasn't very good or we had a disagreement or something, I was not into, I didn't want to be nothing. I didn't want to be intimate at all in in those moments. That's what a sensual is, okay? But once you learn about that, you can apply it. So for anyone who doesn't, hasn't heard of it, Go to misj.com, you can do the erotic blueprint test, okay, and you can figure out and they tell you what which one you are or you're a combination and you'll know what turns you on and what turns you off. Okay. So for example, if you're a sensual, they have a saying with sensuals, if you're in your head, you're dead. So if the if there's music playing in the background, it can take you out of it. Or if the temperature in the room's too hot or cold, it can take you out of it. Or if you feel like the emotion's not very good and you they don't you're not feeling the love you're out of it. Okay. So you, and sensuals are more about the journey. They, they want to do it for like two hours. Sexuals want to just get to the finish line. So there's lots of different things to it, but it's very good. And even if you have a different erotic blueprint from your partner, that's okay. You can still have a fantastic sex life and the relationship can be a 10 out of 10. You just got to kind of meet in the middle or go back and forth. So everyone's happy.
0: Okay. I have one final question for you. Do you think that physical attraction can grow over time?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sure can. So attraction is a fantastic thing. So a lot of people split attraction, they go physical attraction or emotional attraction, all this sort of stuff. It's really just attraction. So we just just take it all in and attraction can grow. So the way attraction grows is everything you say and everything you do in a relationship makes the attraction go up or down. Okay. For example, arguing, lack of integrity, Your your words and your actions not matching. All these sort of things will make attraction go down, obviously. Okay, calling each other names, stuff like that. What builds attraction up? Affection, intimacy, embracing masculine and feminine energy properly, going on dates, all the standard nice things that we always talk about that's going to build attraction. So you're... attraction's a very mental thing anyway. So yeah, you can like the physical attributes of somebody, but how do you feel about that person? That's what the really attraction is about. And I think we can all think of a time where you saw someone who's classically attractive, but they got a really yucky energy. And you look at them and go, that person's really unattractive, but they look like they're on the front of a magazine, but their energy is just gross. Then you see somebody else and their body's okay, but their energy is just shiny. And you go that person is so attractive, but you're like, but their body's not that good but they they are really attractive because they energy you know what I mean
0: Yeah 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 no, I love that I love that and I just got this question recently and I was answering I, when I do my wo kookudu sometimes you have if I have a friend with me then we answer the questions together and it gets really fun because sometimes we like clash with our opinions. And my friend said that she does think that it can grow because it did grow for her in the past. And I said, well, I, I think it just camouflaged with love because then you just start Loving that person for who they are, and you're just not looking at them just physically. You like everything about them, or love everything about them. Jake, this was amazing. Again, I didn't doubt anything. I was literally just listening and like writing notes and asking you questions. So thank you for your wisdom. (laughs) No, thanks for having me. Your
1: podcast is amazing. You're a fantastic interviewer. You always ask really, really good questions. We're always like on the same page, like ninety by ninety nine percent of the time too. So it's fantastic.
0: I love your no bullshit approach. That's why I really appreciate your videos and all that. So please tell everybody where they can follow you, all your socials.
1: Yeah, hundred percent guys. So if you're on TikTok or Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, just type in Jake Maddock and I should pop up. You should see my face and that's me. So you enjoy my videos. Some of them are really funny. What's interesting about those videos, Coco, I'm not trying to be funny, okay? But people find them really funny. I'm actually not trying to be funny at all. they just, for some reason, they come across funny.
0: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, you you actually are really funny. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I really laugh when I, I mean, I agree with you most of the time and I'm like, yeah, this is hilarious, but it's just like who you are. I love it. It's your personality. I love yeah, it. Yeah,
1: just authentic. That's it.
0: Thank you, Jake. And thank you everybody for listening to Bougie Best Friend Podcast. And I'm going to see you next week. Bye-bye.